I'm Becky Hennessy. This is Living Through bonus episode, Running Towards the Storm, take two. Hey there, this is Living Through, a podcast for partners who have been betrayed, who are living through as they recover and heal and reconnect. Hello, hello. We're calling today Throwback Thursday. Let me explain. So a lot of times I'll send a link of one of my episodes for clients to listen to as either a refresher of what we've talked about in session or as a way for them to have the information prior to the session so that we can hit the ground running once they come into my office. I kind of figure while my clients are in session with me, they should get new stuff (laughs) that they can't get online for free. And while they aren't in session, they can tap into the information that is out there online for free. So anyway, in doing that, I have recognized that for some reason, some of my episodes have disappeared and are not on the podcast. They're still on my website, but they're not on your app or whatever that accesses my podcasts. Now, I'm sure if I really, really wanted to, I could find out why that was happening. But to be honest, I don't want to do that. (laughs) It's just way easier for me to record the episode again. And that way I can add any additional insight that I might have gained since the last recording. So that is what I'm doing today for today's Throwback Thursday We are going to talk about running towards the storm. Now, since I've recorded the first take on this back in December of 2018, I have heard about the buffalo and storms many, many times from many different folks. But the first time that I came across this phenomenon was at a women's conference called Time Out for Women. And while I was there... There was a delightful woman named Callie Reed who spoke and then she would sing a song. I'll link the song that she sang after speaking about this in the show notes. Callie shared some insights about cows and buffaloes that to me was so intriguing that when I went home, I Googled what she was talking about and here is what I found and what I would like to use as a foundation of what we'll be talking about today. There is a place in Colorado where the Rocky Mountains and the Great Kansas Plains connect. Now, because of this, both cows and buffalo are in very close proximity with each other, which isn't typical. And when a storm happens in this space, it usually starts from the west, where the mountains are, and heads east, where the Great Plains are. What's fascinating is how the cows and the buffalo respond to the storm coming. The cows respond in a very natural way. Cows sense the storm coming from the west, and so they start to try to run towards the east. They run away from the storm, or so they think. Here's the problem. Cows are slow. So what ends up happening is the storm catches up with the cows rather quickly. And because cows are cows, They continue to try to outrun the storm, but instead of outrunning it, they actually run with it. So what they end up doing is they maximize 
the amount of pain and time and frustration that they experience from that storm because they are in it for way longer than they need to be. Now, all of this is brought on by the idea that if they run away from the storm, they might avoid it. Ladies, gentlemen, friends of mine, we do this. I do this a lot of the time. We do, right? And I do. We sense the storm, whatever it may be. Maybe it's change. Maybe it's illness. Maybe it's a new phase of life. Maybe it's a really hard conversation or a business opportunity. Maybe it's betrayal or relapse. Maybe it's the fear of betrayal or relapse. Maybe it's dealing with past wounding. Maybe it's a shift in how we parent or how we show up in a relationship or how we even show up in life. We see those clouds rolling in. We know the storm is coming and we run. We run as fast and as hard as we possibly can to get the heck away from the storm. And for a minute, we convince ourselves that we are going to outrun the storm that is coming. Now, what does running look like? Oh, God. That running is as unique as the individuals doing it. There's no way for me to cover all of the different ways that we run. I'd invite you to get curious about that for yourself. But today, I'm going to focus on three. Now, these three things have been ways that Brene Brown's research has identified that we armor up, which is just basically another way of saying that we try to outrun or run away from the storm. One way that we armor up or we try to avoid or outrun the storm is through foreboding joy. Now, according to Brene, foreboding joy is an experience that occurs when we are so terrified of being blindsided by pain that we basically practice tragedy and trauma. Now, if you're afraid to lean into good news or wonderful moments and joy, if you find yourself waiting for the other shoe to drop, that is foreboding joy. And it's a huge way we try to outrun the storm or we armor up. Now, this justification sounds something like this. If I just assume that a storm is going to come, if I sit on the porch and watch for it and wait, if I sit there with my running shoes on, even though it's a bright, sunny day, when that storm comes, it won't catch me off guard and it's not going to hurt so bad. That's the justification that's in our brains. But the truth, the truth is, and these are Brene's words, not mine. When we push away joy, when we avoid it, right? We squander the goodness that we need to build resilience, strength, and courage. So what she's saying is if we spend all of our time preparing for the tragedy, preparing for the trauma, preparing for the crisis, we run the risk of not being present with joy, And the goodness that comes from that, that actually allows us to build resilience and strength and courage. The strength, the resilience, the courage does not come because we're sitting on our porch waiting for the storm. It comes because we have been rejuvenated and connected with the joy. Ouch, right? Yeah, that's truth. And that truth, I mean, it just sucks. (laughs) So way one that we try to run away from the storm or that we armor up is foreboding joy. Way two, perfectionism. Now, we're just going to catch our breath for a hot minute because this is a big one. 
The research says that perfectionism is a self-destructive and addictive belief that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect, live perfectly, work perfectly, and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. Now, in that definition, you hear the running. You hear the hustle. You hear the armoring up. The third way that the research has said that we try to avoid or minimize the pain or outrun the storm or armor up, however you want to put it, is through numbing. We dive in face first to whatever we can that will deaden the fear, deaden the pain, deaden the discomfort. Now, the obvious ways that we do this is with some kind of addiction or through social media or Netflix or YouTube or Pinterest or scrolling or shopping or whatever. The less obvious way, but the most universal way that we do this is we keep ourselves crazy busy. Ah, (laughs) I hate that truth. Guilty as charged. I can almost guarantee that I am trying to outrun a storm when my schedule is jam-packed. Crazy busy is a form of numbing. Now, do these three things make sense? Yes. And does why we do them make sense? Yes. This is not a situation of where you put your head down and you just beat yourself up because you have been foreboding joy or you have perfectionism going on or you have been numbing. This is an opportunity for some self-reflection. This is also an opportunity for some compassion. If you've been doing those things, there's a reason you've been doing those things and they've functioned for you and they've worked for you. And when it's time for you to recognize that they aren't working anymore, that's when you lean into some of the anecdotes that I'm just about to give you. But first, I've got one more truth two by four. Here it comes. No matter how fast we run, we cannot outrun every storm. It's not possible. Trying is only going to be exhausting and tiring. Trying to outrun storms is not the way to live our best lives as our best selves. Again, when we try to do that, we become exhausted and it's this hamster wheel. It's a hustle. Even if we outrun one by some miracle, I am telling you the next one is going to come with double the force. So then what? Becky, you have taken away all of my modes of operation. <laughs> You've pried from my hands for boating joy and perfectionism and numbing. So now what? Well, now we talk about the buffalo. What the buffalo do when it comes to a storm is very unique for the animal kingdom. The buffalo wait. You guys, that's one of my least favorite words in the English language. <laughs> The buffalo see the storm coming right over the crest of the peak of the mountaintop. And as the storm rolls over the ridge, the buffalo turn towards the storm and they charge directly into it. They run with buffalo speed and buffalo strength directly into the storm. And by running directly into the storm, it is hard And it is cold 
and it is painful. But the amount of pain and the amount of time and the amount of frustration that they experience from that storm is minimized significantly. So if foreboding joy is your jam, the way the research says to run towards the storm is to have a daily practice of gratitude. Now, an attitude of gratitude is not the same as a daily practice. I'll link that episode on gratitude in the show notes so that you can dive deeper into that if this is your jam. But a consistent daily practice of gratitude allows us to be in a state of joy even when you feel pain. Now, if perfectionism is what stung the most as I was talking about it, then we're going to move towards self-compassion. Now, we've gone here before. We're going to go here many more times. Be kind to you. Compassion, self-compassion is not an excuse. If you give yourself some compassion, you're not all of a sudden going to become some lazy bum or some entitled individual. Storms are hard and they are painful and some seem way longer than you'd have liked even when you're running through them. Self-compassion is when you think to yourself about how you would respond to your sister or a brother, whether it's blood or earned. What would you say to her? What would you say to him? What would you do for him or her? And then you say that or do that for you. I have an amazing episode all about that with my dear friends, Becky and Candace from Mindful Art Company. It is one of my favorite episodes. I will link that too in the show notes. Now, lastly, if numbing is your mode of operation, oh, (laughs) for us that love the numbing so much, then we've got to do one of the hardest things that I have ever had to do in this life. And that is to feel through the storm. Let your body feel it. Now you can wear a coat. You can have an umbrella. Buffaloes have a coat of fur for a reason. You have got, we have got to feel through that storm. Postponing the feeling part is a form of running with the storm, not through it. We have to cry and we have to sleep and we have to scream and we have to spit. Sometimes we have to crawl This kind of crawl is the kind of crawl that says this is so hard that I physically cannot walk, but I will not quit. That kind of a crawl. I'll link that episode that puts more meat on feeling through as well. Here's a couple of things to keep in mind. Storms are not to be navigated alone. And this is the next episode after these throwbacks. The next episode I'm going to do is all about not navigating things alone because it has made all of the difference in the world in my own healing and in my own recovery of self and recovery of worth and recovery of identity. We need to turn towards our fellowships. We need to enlist our people. Now, you know who they are. These are people who have earned the right to hear your story. Tell them. Tell them about the storm. Let them stand there with you. And when it's time and you scream at the top of your lungs with a brave heart kind of scream to run towards things, they will right alongside you. 
let them help you, encourage you and support you. Let them know the rumble. And when they say, what do you need? Tell them. And if you don't know, get curious about it with them. We think that the storm will happen quicker, the pain of it, the exhaustion of it, the discomfort of it, if we run away from it. But the truth is by running towards it, by facing it, crawling through it, walking through it, or even running through it with everything in us, we will get through that storm. One more thing to keep in mind. Sometimes we misunderstand what the storm is. I'm doing that Chris Farley quotation thing with my fingers right now. Sometimes we think the storm is us staying in an impossible situation, in an emotionally unsafe situation, in a physically unsafe situation, in a mental unsafe situation. Sometimes we mistake the storm as us staying in a toxic relationship or us having unnecessary or unneeded conversations. It is important that as we turn towards the storm, we check in with the Father and we confirm with Him what the storm actually is before running into it. That's important because sometimes we mistakenly think that we are running into the storm when really we're actually running with it. We've got to be clear with guidance from the Father on what the storm actually is prior to running into it. So the idea is that we run towards storms by embracing them. We embrace the madness and the chaos. We have got to stop rehearsing tragedy. We have got to stop hustling for perfection. We have got to stop avoiding the pain of being human, of being in relationships, of parenting, of serving or showing up as our best selves, we embrace the storm by saying, okay, I'm ready. I have no idea how this is going to go. Bring it on. Let's do this. Now, the beauty of this beast is that we in no way have to do this storm by ourselves. Yes, we can do it with our fellowship, but better than that is our older brother, Jesus Christ, rocked at the messy that comes with this human experience. The absolute best way to run directly towards the storm is by doing it next to and with him. Sometimes, because of the uniqueness of what's going on, there literally is no one else that can run every single step with you but him. So sometimes that looks like holding his hand so tightly that your knuckles are white and running with him. And sometimes that looks like letting him scoop you up and letting him hold you as tight as he can as he runs through the storm. Oh, you guys, as hard as it is, being the buffalo is the quickest way to get through that storm by running directly into our storms and embracing the chaos that comes with it. We are committing to walk with Jesus through the storm. 
we are committing to practice daily gratitude, to practice compassion with ourselves, to feel through things. We're committing to enlist our people and allow them to walk through the parts that we need them to walk through with us. Be the buffalo, even when it's hard, especially when it's hard. Sometimes being the buffalo is just simply turning towards it. And sometimes it's running again with buffalo speed and buffalo strength towards it. Until next time, keep living through one storm at a time. We'll talk soon.